0: to the gamers in come on in pull up a chair next to the fire it looks like you've had a long journey i'm your host jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host ryan hello ryan
1: hello i'm here um ready to play the stock markets we just had a big pre-show talk about stocks so now i'm ready
0: (laughs) yeah now ryan understands everything you guys I have one of those hats
1: without like a top but also like a clear translucent green
0: like a visor I Is that without a top look we wow. didn't
1: talk about what they were but i remember seeing them in <laughs> stock related movies um
0: oh my god <laughs> so
1: i've got one of those a visor
0: okay i can um, golf wow. now i have the, I have the visual
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i can I, I golf by night i trade by day that's i'm like batman but <laughs>
0: oh <anyway>. my god <laughs> so i'm ready uh, do you want to do you want to talk about your playstation gamble oh. first
1: I feel like this is an awkward conversation because
0: <laughs> you guys honestly ryan I, I if you're in the discord you got a little bit you, of a, you already a taste know of this kind of yeah. most
1: of it but there's still but like a
0: oh, he is the flip floppiest person i've ever met
1: <laughs> i hate it i hate it so much you know <clears throat> it's one of those things where um i it was like a a, a switch flipped where uh and i know people in discord uh jimmy specifically who will say like well a week ago you were waiting and now you're not so you've (laughs) and it's like a it's like a switch is flipped where i'm allowed to try to buy one now so i'm going to go all in to buy one and uh basically play it like like some some folks are playing the stock market like really super serious and um so yeah I, i i i flip that switch and now i'm like every time something goes on i get like a I get a Reddit or a Discord notification that something's up, and it's like, "Oh, what is it?" I gotta rush to it and get to it. And uh, last week they did a bunch of restocks. really.
0: So, so mm. if I like at you on Discord all the time, it's gonna drive me nuts because you think it's a PlayStation.
1: No, I, I no, I don't think so. I I have like a, I have like a specific. (laughs) I was like Ryan,
0: you can't give me like ways to torment you.
1: Oh no, no, (laughs) you can't make it that easy. (laughs) This is the other thing I learned in my in my age is like once I have um that weird sort of I I hate to I'm trying to explain it in a way where like that feeling of like. Uh, you like flying too close to the sun, like your your wings melt and you crash to the earth. And I think that's what <laughs> happened to me last week. And now I'm like, I'm good, I'm chill. Like when a notification pops up, if it says PlayStation, it's usually like one of the headsets that's been restocked, and you just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like this morning, um, the bundle went up on Costco, and like last week, I would have been like, oh, should I buy the bundle? What do I do with the extra controller? What do I do with the game that I already own? And, um, this morning it went up and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for the disc version, but it took experience to get to that point And pretty, em- not embarrassing, just weird, like stressful for no exact reason. So anyways, a bunch of disc consoles got re, uh, restocked for the PlayStation 5 Which last is week. the one you want, right? And, and this is the thing. It's the one I want because it's the one that offers the most options. Okay. And I have a large collection of, uh. Of not a large collection of of ps4 discs but enough of those games that i would really want to i might want to play again um right where
0: i have like all digital everything everything i bought in the last gen was digital i can't even remember the last time i went into a game store (laughs) mostly it's because i'm really bad at tracking release dates so most of the time it's like oh my god that comes out tomorrow okay i'm gonna download it overnight yeah exactly i i
1: feel you on that and and i have um this past year i've basically been buying digital but i do have a lot of discs and some of those discs were covered um by the playstation plus collection but essentially what happened was i missed out on all the disc uh restocks um sites would crash like the source wouldn't even load eb games was we talked about this last week was like leaking customer data because its servers couldn't handle it i don't know if there's been any follow-up on that but it makes me really uneasy about ordering um from EB especially under heavy load um you know Walmart had already stocked at like midnight uh superstore a bunch of canadian shops and then finally I'm like well Amazon's got to be able to handle it and Amazon did their site didn't go down but their cart wouldn't work so I was unable uh. to add it to the cart and then um that kind of uh clued me into the fact that well uh in the reddit or sorry in the in the discord there's there's like well last time Amazon did this they did PS5 disc the Xbox consoles and then the PS five digital. So I was ready to go and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get a digital. They're like super rare. Like they've made like five of them. And um, sure enough, I get one into my cart. I check out and I've got it and it's arriving. It would have been here on Monday. And I'm like, ah, oh, but now I got to sit here and like figure out the next seven years of my life. And, and also sort <laughs> out the past seven years of my life to figure out if I should keep this digital um playstation 5
0: and which okay guys for the record Hmm. so i want a digital edition of the playstation 5 i don't care about having a disc i think the Uh. digital edition looks way sleeker The digital edition is the one that I wanted. Uh, I am still holding out that because Horizon's been so popular, I've talked about this a billion times, that there's going to be some sort of collector's edition. But I told Ryan, I was like, okay, you have the digital edition. You can keep it and play it for now. And then when you find a disc edition, then you can buy that one and I'll buy the digital version off of you like full cost dollar for dollar whatever i'll just buy it from you Mm. and then if a collector's edition comes out i'll buy the collector's edition and i'll resell again the digital edition like i'll do that for you friend like (laughs) like so that option was out there too and he didn't take it
1: (laughs) i appreciated the offer but at the end of the day i i i I, it was one of those i thought
0: you really wanted it like i thought you were all in and just wanted it badly (laughs) and
1: that's the thing is like i think uh again jimmy in discord was saying a week ago you a week ago you weren't getting one and then a week later you were getting the disc one and the disc one was the one you always wanted you should wait and get the one you wanted and i was like i had that moment of like oh right i'm being stupid i don't need <laughs> hey, this no, dude
0: i get it i also did not need the xbox but i am super happy i have it now because oh. my old one was clunky and yeah, yeah bad <laughs> I,
1: I i think that um uh i i talked a bit about this on you know the patreon mini where i kind of like went through this but also kind of mathed out how what i what i do want to do like i think i want to um get the playstation 5 disc to have a next-gen console get get you know, situated with it, play some games, um, with, you know, 60 frames and 4k and all that fun stuff, fast loading. And I've got some games queued up for that. I've got Ghost of Tsushima that I want to finish. Um, I want to, uh, play a bit of that new Spider-Man that I, the Spider-Man have happily check that out. There's games there. Um, the Xbox series X is a different story, but I've got two previous gen consoles just sitting there, Uh, and and the longer I hold on to them like when I got the PS4 the PS3 went in a box it's downstairs it's never been touched since that PS4 got here Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I am seriously considering once I get the PS5 in here is taking the PS4 boxing it up taking the Xbox One X boxing it up going to EB Games and being like okay let's put this towards a Series X and then we're done we can just move on with our lives next generation (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, but then, but then I'm thinking like, but that seems like, like moving too fast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not sure what I'm going to do, but the na- the first step as Ashley said, like, whoa, 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 you're getting ahead of yourself. The first step is you, is to get the PS5 disc and then kind of get used to it and get settled with it. And then look on from there, uh, with the pandemic going on, you know, EB games here in Canada has like a trade-in deal towards you know, the next gen consoles, but they keep extending it, obviously, because stock has been low, and uh, the stores haven't been open. So they've been kind of just pushing that deal. I think it ended like end of December, then they pushed it to end of January. Now it's at the end of February, but essentially, it would allow me to bring in my two previous gen consoles and get a Series X for like 250 bucks. That's with taxes. So a Mm -hmm. really screaming deal. And then I don't have a couple of expensive boxes hanging out downstairs in the basement possibly you know subjecting themselves to water damage like who knows what, what could be going on down there uh so uh, that's the current plan but yeah I did cancel the digital edition and I kind of I just felt really silly and then like no I I really just didn't think I would be able to get one and then when I did I'm like oh this is so Ryan <laughs> and you um, panicked a little (laughs) i panicked a little and i was and then you know i did the math i looked at all the discs i had and at the end of the day it's like it would have made these discs worthless if i still wanted to trade in the ps4 pro and the ps4 let's be honest the ps4 is going to go in a box and go downstairs and and probably not be touched and the ps5 is backwards compatible the series x is backwards compatible there's really no reason to hold on to those old consoles for me specifically um i could see if the kids were older and be like all right like this can be yours for the downstairs tv but there is there isn't that need right now like the fire stick is enough to let them watch paw patrol that's what they're interested in right now (laughs) they don't need an xbox um but down the road ps6 or whatever yeah i could totally see me holding on to the ps5 and putting it uh downstairs but that's the current situation i feel it it feels weird to talk about like buying like a really expensive you know console but it is an investment for the show and and for the next you know five years of of gaming and um the next game we're going to talk about is is pretty evident that uh i need i need something a little more powerful because games are games are starting to take advantage of that hardware and it's and i'm starting to feel it (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah which i'm actually really really excited to talk about this game so uh we're gonna talk about the medium this is something that i was pretty stoked on when it was first announced uh we're both playing it on game pass but i'm playing it on the xbox on the series x and ryan is playing it on pc and so you feel that it's uh it's lagging a little bit because i
1: i've had a super smooth experience and and this is the thing like when i think about um when I, when I think about playing games, I just want, I just want the best experience um, with that game, especially when I'm when I'm paying for it. And I think because it's on Game Pass, I was able to give it a bit of a, a bit a of a pass. Pa- huh? Yeah, I was trying to think of a different <laughs> word, and I was going to say pass. Uh, a bit of a pass um, to to be able to. So essentially, what I was doing with the medium, which is this game that. I feel is the first sort of gimmick next gen game. We always get one or two of those where it's like, yeah, it's really pretty graphics, but we're also rendering two scenes at once for narrative yeah. reasons, which it makes sense in the game. But there's a reason it hasn't really been done because it uh, it's not even like split screen multiplayer where they do. um They do some work to make sure that you can run, you know, 30 frames per second or whatever they're targeting on all viewports in, in the medium, when you split off from yourself and have both you in the real world and you in the spirit world, um, it's just rendering two viewpoints. It's not changing anything. It's just suddenly your game that was running at 40 frames, 50 frames per second at like medium quality. Is now running at 20 frames per second and tanking lower because we're now doing two of those. Yeah. And anytime you walk past a mirror in that game, the the frame rate just dives. Um. And for the record, I have a 1070 graphics card, which is pre RTX, so it's like four or five years old. And I mean, yeah, like I shouldn't. I don't. I didn't expect it to run, like you know, crazy good. But honestly, I spent a majority of the game constantly changing the pc settings because you'd have really yeah and it was like normally that would drive again would drive me crazy and i would return the game because it was not the experience i was hoping for and but the story was, was really intriguing so i wanted to keep going but yeah i was constantly changing pc settings to try to get it to run at a solid frame rate without sacrificing uh the graphical fidelity as much as i could because it's a very good looking game and um yeah so i'd have my settings when it's just marianne running around in the real world and then i have my settings whenever there's a mirror in the room uh and then i'd be switching back and forth and i'd have my settings for when you had the split screen (laughs) um it was um it was annoying
0: i have the same i i'm just looking at i'm just looking now Uh, i have the same i have gtx 1070 in my uh in my pc as well so that's good to know that um if i tried to run it on pc because that's always the question right is mm-hmm. is where is that line where like are we in are we are we taking advantage of next gen stuff enough that my pc starts to feel like it's lagging behind because like for the most part the stuff that i play well i talked about it last week i'm still obsessed with the graveyard keeper um but like hearthstone wow like this the stuff that i play is um either older and like built for a wide range of stuff or you know is is cross pl- billion platforms and things and you know th- there's not a whole bunch of stuff that i play that is like optimized for futuristic hardware shall we say <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah so we're we're kind of at the point now where i'm like my PC is is decent and I feel like it plays everything that I want it to play. Dead by Daylight, like it plays everything I want it to play. Mm-hmm. But then something like this comes along where you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> this is super graphically intensive. And, and maybe it does actually require some new hardware because, I mean, I've popped back and forth between um, like the real world and then the split screen thing. And like, I didn't notice any issues. I didn't notice any issues like when I'm like walking around and see like. Mirrors and the, like none of that has has caused me any issues whatsoever. Um, it just it's it's smooth as butter. The only thing like, so to talk a little bit more about like the actual game itself. So, the medium you play is the Marianne character, and essentially you can see into both worlds, so the real world and the spirit realm, like Ryan mentioned, and uh so you kind of you have these powers that let you like pop back and forth. But you don't choose when that happens. And I think that maybe that's, you know, by design so that they don't have to actually create two whole worlds. Like if they if they control where you actually get to see both worlds, then they control the amount of world they have to program. Right. Hmm. They don't have to do just an entire game in the spirit world and an entire game in the real world. They can like control where that crossover happens. So I think like that's a that's a part of it. But um, between not being able to control exactly when that split was happening and then also not being able to control my camera, because this game, this game to me, I was like, oh, man. Not being able to control my camera is one of my big pet peeves in video games, period. But um, yeah, it just. I hate having a third person view of my character and trying to control them with a fixed camera. It drives me insane. But the medium itself as a game, I don't know where or how I got the impression, but I definitely was thinking this was like a AAA type title, that it was like a much bigger experience. Like I was ready for something big. And this is it's it's very small. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, you were saying you think you beat it in under 10 hours. Um, I haven't actually finished the game yet, but I mean, we're talking like Call of the Sea level lengths, not, you know, like Mass Effect level lengths. And we'll yeah. talk about why Mass Effect is in my head right now <laughs> a little bit later on. But like, the it was a much smaller game than I was expecting. And it did as soon as I got in and found I couldn't move the camera. And you're very much like... It's almost like an on-rails experience like you can't it's not open you can't even when you're like walking through the forest it's very much like you walk along this path and Mm -hmm. that's it like you can't go off into the bushes like you hit an invisible wall which um yeah is not my favorite thing there's a lot of like forced perspective and stuff and i hate not being able to like look around especially in a game that feels like i'm supposed to look around like i don't know about you ryan but like did you find a lot of stuff because i'm a, I'm a few hours in now like d- am i not looking around enough because i'm also trying not to scare myself so i'm kind of wondering like if i'm not exploring enough but it seems like kind of an emptier game than i would have hoped
1: yeah and it's...
0: i'm wondering if i'm not playing right basically well
1: there is a so there is a button you can you can hold down which is basically the insight right button. your
0: your insight button it's yeah. your
1: detective mode and it basically yeah. will highlight uh objects that can be interacted with um, little spooky baby feet sure yeah you follow those spooky baby <laughs> yeah, feet yeah you
0: follow the spooky baby feet
1: <laughs> always and and this is the thing about the game um it reminded me a lot of real old school resident evil where you you have okay. the force perspective cameras um, and I think, you know, they're trying to harken back to those, you know, 90s horror experience video games like Silent Hill. Right, Resident but Evil. we're
0: so much further than that now. <laughs> I know we are. But here's the thing. like, I,
1: And I mean, you even look at Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remakes. They they got rid of the forced perspective camera. Mm-hmm. They did the over-the-shoulder camera. I, I feel like maybe they stuck with the... Um, the forced camera perspective to help with the mirroring because that could get really disorienting yeah. as you have two viewports kind of moving that is true tandem. yeah i, I can kind of you know cut them some slack there it it didn't bother me as much but although on occasion i would be like try to control the camera like oh right forced perspective i just I have to kind myself of
0: walk like so many times mm-hmm. where i would walk through a door and then accidentally walk out the same door again because just cuz I was like still holding forward but then when the camera flipped then forward was back out the door again and I was like damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, Which it's to got me those it's moments. just
0: it's yeah, it's one of those things that it sounds pretty nitpicky but especially for a game like this like and I know having a forced perspective allows them to kind of uh, control the spook a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because if you always know exactly where your player is going to be looking and exactly when you can add things into the game that jump out at certain points or are revealed at certain points that then, you know, there's no way for a player to like accidentally see it before they're supposed to or, you know, whatever. Like it is it is very much like it's it's a more controlled experience you're controlling the narrative which i think is is pretty important in a game that really relies on narrative cuz this does have a really good interesting story and, set it, and setting so i think they very much wanted to like steer your experience and yeah. and control how you see things and when but at the same time like i'm the kind of person that wants to be able to like scan the room with a camera and then see a little bit of movement and go, oh, what's that? And like, look back real quick and like, feel like there's something over my shoulder, which you lose when you don't control the camera. Well, it's, um, it, it's an extra little bit of immersion, I feel. Yeah,
1: yeah. There, there's some other things about the game um, because of those forced perspective and the way the game controls um, and the way your characters interact um, while well, your character and her spirit form interacts yeah. with the world. <laughs> um kind of telegraphs a bit more about the game and and when your characters in danger uh mm. early on in the game it feels very much like your entry into the spirit world is this um is this good thing uh it, it, they teach you sort of what's going on by you helping your your yeah, adoptive father you know right. um, pa- pass on like move on move on yeah, yeah move on yeah and and then it quickly moves from there into weirdly enough you get this you get your character gets this this is what i don't understand like the game moves very quick and, and at points almost too quick the after you basically say goodbye to your adopted father you get a call from someone and it's like hey my name's thomas i know who and what you are come to this resort click and she's like okay and she goes to this haunted <laughs> abandoned resort well, um it was a little-
0: bit more than that (laughs) it it was
1: not much more though it felt very much more it it felt very abrupt the
0: hook the hook was that uh he said the line he said the the same line that she said right at the very beginning of the game is that it all starts with a dead girl or whatever so he said that to her and she was like wtf like do you, how do you know my inner monologue because yeah,
1: there's some mystery <laughs> stuff going on at the beginning yeah. and i really do want to do it like I, as you were saying i did finish it i do want to do a spoiler cast or a spoiler segment when you've had a chance to finish it because i think there's a lot there to discuss from a story perspective but once you get into that um you you go to the Niwa uh, uh, resort it's abandoned um you're there to figure out what's going on with thomas you 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 want to sort that out And the game does quickly sort of lay out to you, like, here's the puzzle segments. Here's the segments Mm. where you are in danger. Here are the segments where you're just investigating and finding clues. Everything you pick up, um, procs uh, a conversation or an inner dialogue or or just Marianne talking to herself about what she is seeing. And I, I really liked all of those moments where she is just kind of, she's cool for the most part with what's going on, even after this moment of dread or something. And she's just like, Oh, it's this thing. And like, she's, she's been in the ship before. She's a seasoned sort of, I wouldn't call it a normal.
0: Like, yeah, she's not, I I don't think she hunts. She's, just, she's a medium. She's yeah. a psychic, right? That's the whole, that's the whole game is that, you know, she spent her whole entire life. Like, I think when she helps her, her adopted father, um move on she says like i've done this a thousand times but you know like it's different when it's someone you know and uh it's it was like really interesting it's like she's literally been talking to ghosts and helping creepy people with half a face move on (laughs) yeah (laughs) for like literally her entire life like that it's it's not new and scary to her and that was one thing that like i noticed when you're when you're right at the start of the game is like they they try all of the like traditional spooky uh things where like you know the the shadow at the top of the stairs the you know slamming of doors the breaking of glass the rearranging of objects like they do all of that in the first like 10 minutes of the game (laughs) and then you know you you kind of interact with the ghost you help it move on and that's the end and it's just like she's like hey no big deal like she no, just shrugs cool. it all off because it's so it's just part of her life she's just like oh this dude doesn't know he's dead he doesn't realize that he just smashed open a cupboard like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got some serious So ghost you know powers. she is
0: she's super just chill with it because like she says like she's done it so many times that regular spooky ghost phenomenon doesn't phase her because her meeting a ghost is the same as her meeting a person. Yeah. Basically.
1: But the same can't um, be said for you and I where you're experiencing no. the start of that game <laughs> And, um, it's, it's to me, it was, it was very creepy and I'm playing on PC. Um, you're right up on the monitor I'm playing
0: on my couch and I'm really glad because I don't have headphones. I am playing on my couch. I'm actually also, because I've been playing later at night, I told Ryan before the show, (laughs) um, I'm actually been playing it without sound because I've like the, um, like jump scares, which I am very susceptible to. Always rely on sound first, right? So they give you some sort of like bam shocking sound like two frames before they throw the visual at you to get that like double adrenaline pop. And it just like it messes with my system. And I am like unable to sleep for hours after stuff like that. So I've been playing with the sound off and it's actually been working really, really good because I get all of the conversations like in just, um, like either sound off the, this afternoon a little bit when i was playing on my lunch break i had it like i don't know maybe like 40 percent volume like volume on but like you could barely hear it <laughs> so like i'm still getting some of the ambience but like not nearly as intense um but yeah so anyways i've been playing uh late at night when i play i play it on mute and just get the subtitles to get the story <laughs> but like the visuals are really really pretty And I think that like, it's kind of another piece of this puzzle in terms of like tech and stuff, because like, again, if you keep your viewer on rails and you force their camera, then the stuff that you do show can just be mind-blowingly detailed amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're completely controlling the objects that they can and can't see, so if you're doing that you can really pour in the detail into those objects and i mean like they really did like we've all seen like shortcuts on trees and open worlds where they render like 10 leaves or something and they're like oh it's fall time whereas these guys are like oh no our trees they've got like a legit a million leaves and each and every one of them looks perfect with veins and little drips on them and stuff like (laughs) it it was an insane (laughs) amount of detail too much
1: leaf detail (laughs)
0: Well, like, but you get what I'm getting at, like, I and I don't I, know, because you said you were playing on what medium graphics? Ah, uh,
1: well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think this is, um, this is a game that is, uh, it's pushing the next generation sort of, um, I don't want to use the word narrative, but like the, the technology that's available. And that, as I've said before, brings up the PC side as well. Like I'm also mm-hmm. kind of dabbling with, um, I subscribe to Ubisoft Plus and I'm I'm playing Valhalla and uh, kind of bouncing between Valhalla and Phoenix Immortals Rising or Immortals Phoenix whatever that one's called <laughs> and they run um, you know Phoenix runs really well Valhalla you had to kind of find the sweet spot but once I did it was like it's not perfect graphics but it's a good it's a good it, it runs smoother and looks better than the medium and when you look at the medium it is an experience that is like okay we're gonna get we're gonna do the next generation experience which is gonna bring up sort of the base level of cards on your pc that can handle it um i think it's um i think it's sort of a niche thing where right off the gate you're going to have those those games coming out but it's going to slow down there's going to be there's probably only going to be a few of them most are probably going to run and be well optimized but there will be a time in a year or two where games are going to be just like the media where it's like okay we're now just targeting next generation and if you're trying to run it on, on a lower system, you are going to have to kick the graphics down and it is going to have to have, you know, some problems. And, um, I think if you're, it, for me, it still looked great, even on, you know, a, a smattering of, of settings that brought it down to a lower quality to, to, and to still keep it at a 30 frames per second. Cause that's kind of as good as I could do, um, across the board, especially when we were seeing those two viewports, but it still looked really great and um yeah like i think the graphics are really well done and but i still i still felt like i was missing out and i think that's where yeah i'm kind of tempted like man if i just if i did have a next generation console then i could throw sort of the games that aren't running as well on the pc like um the medium is a great example of like it was a great experience the story was really cool um the puzzles i loved the puzzles all the puzzles were really neat i had like a again like an old school resident evil vibe to it where you're oh i found this item and now i can use it to 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 do things with and again i don't want to spoil it because it's super gross (laughs) and you're gonna love it jocelyn not really (laughs) you're gonna hate it and i imagine next week when we get back and you've you got to that point you're gonna be like i can't believe they made me do that (laughs) all throughout the rest of the game it's so gross um so have fun with that you're playing on mute so that'll help
0: maybe it's not that bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's still not great, but if you're on mute, you you're you're kind of probably not experiencing the worst part about it. But that's all I'll say, <laughs> um, but yeah. And there was one jump scare, and I texted you about it. The the one jump scare that was pretty deliberate, and uh, so hopefully that doesn't get you. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Now now I know what to watch for at least. Uh, but yeah. So I'm going to be playing the rest of it uh, in the next week, and we'll be talking about it like full on spoilers. Uh, next week but hopefully we gave you gave you guys enough of a primer and if you do have a game pass and uh, a pc that can handle it uh do go check it out because i think like it's got some it's got a little like it's got some problems but i think it's worth it because i think it's it's got a, a cool premise it takes advantage of of some of the next gen hardware in a really cool way and uh yeah i i don't know i like the visuals a lot and and like i said i think the story is Seems very interesting, and and Ryan seems to concur because he actually finished it. So <laughs>
1: yeah. the ending, is, or sorry, the story is uh, is really good. It 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 goes some places. Um, you did you had mentioned like it felt like there wasn't a lot to interact with. There are moments where um, there are sections of the game that have even less of that. That kind of felt like a. Uh, I think was...
0: it's because I'm coming so fresh off of Call of the Sea, which had. So yeah. many things, like it just like everywhere, there were drawings and letters and things, you know, stuff that had nothing to do with anything other than just fleshing out the world. And this world in the medium is something that I feel like could use a lot of fleshing out. And I'm reading as many things as I can find, but mm-hmm. it's like there's if not I'm a in lot. a big yeah, if I'm in a big open area and I can only interact with like two or three things, I'm like mm, this feels a little bit empty, which you guys know <laughs> I hate hate empty video games like (laughs) i like lots of things to click on i like lots of audio i like to you know be invested in the world that i'm experiencing so the more things that you can do and i know a lot of people don't i know that this is like a joss specific like world building lore loving perspective uh but for me i don't like it to be super obvious what will advance the story so if you just give me like three little x prompts hidden around a giant area i'm like okay i know every single one is important right (laughs) so that's that's just my perspective and and Mm. so far i wasn't sure if the medium was actually light on interactables or if me trying not to be scared and going like straight for solutions was maybe um depriving myself of some of those experiences but like for instance there's like one point where you have to like go into a room and get a thing so you can climb up higher and the only thing in that room is the thing that you have to get and I'm like oh there's no like discarded newspapers or like recordings or you know like nothing in this room nothing (laughs) so yeah that's just kind of like how I've been (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: I, I I guess what I was I was kind of getting at is like yeah the game is is focused in a way where you have your puzzle elements and then you have your slight amount of interactables where you're collecting stuff if you're getting your achievements or so you just want to hear every every piece of dialogue but there are um, specific segments of the game which are very uh, narrative focused and and trying to develop and move forward the story and it mm. kind of feels like you're just it's long walks and talks. Um, oh, okay. and, and there's even less, um, interactables. interactables
0: at that point. Yeah. So
1: there was a, you know, there was a specific, uh, a specific segment that kind of be like, oh yeah, this, this feels a little long on the tooth and I'm not sure why they're dragging this out. And it, there really was no rhyme or reason to drag it out. Like they could have like short, they could have tightened it up a bit because there, you weren't finding enough. Like, you would, you would pick something up and your character would go, oh, that's really interesting. It's like, yeah, like, give me a few more of those to make this walk. Because the controls are also, you know, they're, they're there, they're okay, but, like, it's like Call of the Sea. You go a little bit faster when you run, but still mm-hmm. looks like an awkward run.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, oh my god. Okay, so there were like a, there were even some points where I was like I would run downstairs and my character put both her arms right at the side of her body and like ran like freaking Tina from Bob's Burgers and I'm like what <laughs> why? <laughs>
1: like <laughs> aerodynamics, you know?
0: Why are you so It was just on the stairs and I'm like who does stairs like that?
1: <laughs> she uh, Marianne um it's weird. like sometimes uh, the, the anime the animations look she is super awkward that like it, she's pretty awkward. Well,
0: okay. it's it's very much like, again, you can tell that there are some points in this game where, um, it really shows that it's not a triple A title. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. But like, at the very beginning, when she's kind of like talking and and explaining, like doing her little monologuey thing at the beginning, it's like, okay, are you looking at me? are you looking away from me like her like she just has the deadest eyes <laughs> like it's just it's so weird um that like she just i don't know it's like there isn't a whole lot of expression the the mocap is a little bit eh, like the, it just it leaves a little bit to be desired but again not a triple a title and some of those things the animations and stuff really show um that it's not that Um, that isn't where all the money went, I guess. Um, and you know, it just, it's not, uh, as polished as maybe it could potentially be. There are some definite awkward moments. Um, but if you can, if you can go in with, I guess, not necessarily lower expectations, just different expectations than I did. Cause again, when we saw like the trailer on this thing, I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I was expecting, a really big, really long game at AAA quality. Yeah. This is not that. Like, don't don't go in expecting that. Go in and expecting something that looks a little bit more realistic than Call of the Sea, but that's the level of game we're looking at right here. Like, it's not quite indie. It's very vampire, um, like, in that way, you know, like, there's... Some polish, but it's not everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the story—I think the story, but the story and the is really good. So the puzzle far, solving, anyway. yeah, the puzzles are really cool. If you really enjoyed, um, you know, the '90s Resident Evils and even the more uh recent ones, I, I think you'll really dig it. And and if you have a Series X and you have Game Pass, um, this one's really give it a shot. Yeah, yeah it's a worth. really neat one. You have nothing to lose. And I think the game sets itself up really quickly. So you're going to know what you're, what you're experiencing right off the bat. And, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. One of the other issues I had was just as nitpicky, but, uh, the checkpoints were, were kind of annoying. Cause like I, I wanted to play so much that I was kind of trying to fit it in whenever I, I could, especially in the evenings when I had maybe like 30 minutes before a podcast. um, like i, they I you can't save pretty it.
0: far yeah, yeah you can't say okay you can't save i wasn't 100 no. percent sure if i could save and i just wasn't finding it but um and the, yeah you're right the checkpoints seem a little bit further apart than i would want
1: and and not um, a problem for the xbox series x because you can just you can you can i think you can have multiple games save you know a save state yeah for i basically games.
0: just like pause the game and yeah. then like turn turn everything off and it just stays like <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: once again just <laughs> i spends yeah didn't have that luxury and, I, and yeah i'm I, as you heard at the top of the show i'm trying to rectify it trying to look at you know upgrading some <laughs> hardware because i much prefer to play on console and this is not a game i would have you know given the choice i would have opted for pc i mean um there are specific games like sea of thieves is a great one i i love playing that on pc because most of the time we're playing it we're playing it for an event or something and we get to stream Mm -hmm. it or we're just playing with friends and the easiest way to do that is on pc but solo story based experiences like call the sea and and uh, the medium great couch games where you can just kind of relax plus i don't have to be right up on top of all the gross stuff i have to do in the medium so (laughs)
0: Oh, man. Now I now I really want to know what part. you know what? No, don't t- don't. You're going to find out. We'll, and then you're going to we'll text me and be like, oh, God. Gonna, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, and I, and <laughs> I, yeah. How many more times
1: do I have to do it? Great. We'll talk about it next so, week. It's a good. Yeah, tease, we I mean.
0: will. We will talk about it next week. Uh, so, Ryan, you wanted to just kind of finish up your thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077, 2077 once for all.
1: Oh, yes. Well, uh, with Cyberpunk 2077, I, I we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And I was telling you like I'm playing it on PC, not really feeling it. And you were like, "Well, why not?" It's because I've almost beat it on Xbox, and I'm sitting here trying to replay it. And I'm just not like the game works on PC, but it still requires uh, I think some work, uh, especially to run on sort of lower lower tier hardware. And you know the bugs and the quests are bugging out. Yeah. So I'm like, I wasn't really feeling it on PC. I want to play it on PC eventually, but I think I want to give it some time. Plus, like I have so limited time to play games. I've got like a 30 hour, you know, campaign sitting there on the Xbox. I still have my Xbox copy. Um, CD Projekt Red hasn't reached out. They did send a note out to most people saying like, hey, we're going to get to you in terms of returning copies. But for right now, we're just asking everyone to hold on to their um, their games um, Mm -hmm. to return them. So I finally I just decided like, you know what? I got that far with Cyberpunk. I got to the point of no return, um, basically saying like, hey do other missions but if you continue you're going to be getting into the end game and I thought well you know what I might as well just finish it on Xbox because really I'm not going to be you know on PC I'm not going to get to this point for quite a while even if I try to you know get to there uh and really focus on it so I did a bunch of the side quests like the main side quests like story side quests uh and then I I I finished the game I experienced uh you know A good chunk of the endings, and yeah, there's like really only one good ending. (laughs) Like all the other (laughs) endings are really not my cup of tea. I I might even go as far to say that they're bad. They're not great. Like, oh really? (laughs) I mean, here's the thing: cyberpunk obviously is not a genre that that uh, agrees with me in the sense that I guess cyberpunk is about being just like really shitty. Like it's just sad (laughs) and um. People die and there's no ha- there's not many happy endings. Like I mean, I've seen Blade Runner. I know it's like it's not necessarily a very happy movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it takes place in the future. I haven't seen the new one, but like the memes I've seen from it, like Ryan Gosling does not seem very happy and No. Harrison Ford is never happy, so he is Cyberpunk probably. Um <laughs> So I I just I mean, maybe that's more the reason why like I can't be like, Oh yeah, that's Cyberpunk, it's so great. The, there was one, the one ending that I really did like was uh, and, and I think is technically the best ending um, is essentially like you you're doing it with your friends, like you're you're getting together with your friends, the final mission. And those are the folks you're bringing in to try to try to try to end this thing and, and solve the problems. But, um, you know, at the beginning of the game, it really doesn't set itself up uh, in a way where there is going to be like a clear cut this is a happy ending because yeah in the first like you know five hours of the game this is not a spoiler at this point you like slot in this um they call it the relic and what it is is this like chip that has keanu reeves on it who's like this terrorist (laughs) rocker person um again keanu
0: being keanu yeah
1: Johnny Silverhand, and he's a uh, he. You know, he starts off. He's he's not a great dude because essentially, what he's do, what this chip is doing, is it's like overwriting your brain. So, like right at the beginning of the game, it's like you're gonna die essentially, <laughs> like pretty quick. Like you can take these pills for it to happen faster, or you can take these pills to to slow it down. Um, that doesn't come into play. It, it more so in narrative where if if uh, the the narrative speaks to it, it's like you take a pill to make it go quicker. You take a pill to to block it and stuff. Because you know, early on Keanu's a bit of a bit of a dink and um he's not very nice. You become quick friends, which is weird because he's killing you, but it's fine. Cyberpunk. Um but yeah, the endings were just um there's just one the, there was one ending that I liked and the rest were kind of like, Oh Uh yeah, all right. I guess I can kind of see how the choices would would lead to that. There's no real bearing on the choices in your game. Uh, on the on the sort of the the final mission um outside of maybe um some choices won't be present unless you took a, a specific character's story so Pan Am's one of the side or the side characters where if you don't really complete her side story, her option as a basically you know go with your friends for the final mission isn't there. you just have to kind of either do it uh you have to do the mission with um rogue or whatever like the person from the afterlife or just go in guns blazing with Johnny and um it's one of those things where yeah like your choices amount to stuff you get some payoff there story wise mostly through texts and phone calls like little pieces of dialogue sometimes you know follow up quests uh but for the most part the ending is based on a choice to basically say like how do you want to approach this and your choices are um are are present based on how much side content you did. And and you know what that side con- okay, content yeah, is. Yeah, because yeah, like, it, it's it's, it's a, mostly characters. This
0: is giving me like Mass Effect vibes. It's like how many extra missions <laughs> did you go on? How high are your resources?
1: <laughs> like it's not resource based, it's it's like basically um there's there are certain characters that you want to finish um you want to finish their side quests to have the most amount of support from them, so for example, if you don't finish Pan Am's side quests, you don't get the option to do the final mission with uh, with her with her crew, and mm. I think that one leads to, in my opinion, the best ending because my favorite thing about these RPGs are the characters, you know, getting to know these characters, uh, forming relationships with them, and every other ending kind of takes those relationships and be like, "Nah, you know, screw these guys." <laughs> And (laughs) and there are literal like character interactions where they're like, really, that's the choice you made? Well, I hate you now. And I hope you go away.
0: (laughs) We were best friends, but not anymore. (laughs) Seriously.
1: That was one of the interactions. Like you're sitting there having a conversation with uh, with Misty and um, she's sitting there like, oh, well, I hope. uh, And she's like reading your tarot cards or whatever. And she says, like, I hope things go well for you. And then your ride gets here. And she's like, really? You what is this? You're siding with them. Well you're dead to me and and to me it's like well great i guess i got that on my conscience as i play the next two hours of this mission um and that's why i kind of wanted to do it i wanted to experience because all those different ending choices lead to a different style to the final mission which was pretty cool um but at the end of the day it's that payoff and and most of the payoff was like yikes i don't know if i want to want to do that because there is a playable epilogue as well for each of them too which is kind of neat so they really have crafted a lot for these endings but personally i probably should have just looked at a guide to be like which ending would i like the most and go that route and really i should have known which one i would have liked best because all the other ones are kind of like side with the people who don't care about the relationships you've formed or at least care as much as you did so yeah maybe don't finish that game maybe just keep playing it because i feel like that game's a lot of fun when you're in, in the in the sort of the meat of the game. But once you try to try to wrap up that story, like there's only so many ways you can wrap it up and it doesn't lead in very like heartwarming <laughs> directions. <laughs> Even though you are constantly dying throughout the game, like um there's no there's no doomsday clock, so um that that would annoy you. So I know. So you're
0: constantly dying but not dying?
1: <laughs> yeah. Basically. Like literally I don't know if it's on a timer, but in that game, um as you finish missions or as you're progressing like uh your character will like cough and your scream will get all like jittery and then you'll like you know cough blood into your hand and you'll be like ah, oh, fuck and then, and then <laughs> i'm dying man <laughs> no yeah i mean it's like we're straight out of the game and um and that's it that's pretty much it like there's no like you're dying for real. realsies you are dying but there's no like if you don't do this next mission in the next two hours you're gonna you're gonna die you're just you're just always dying until you get to the until you go to the to the next narrative piece and then you're dying faster you're dying harder
0: (laughs) so you're saying it's like die hard
1: (laughs) sure sure a little bit not really but it sounds like I'm nitpicking, and I I am kind of poking holes. Well, I mean, it, like
0: after you play it for so much time, right? If you get to the end and it's like blah, then it's kind of a big deal. What,
1: what, like I said, one of the end, the one ending I did where you, you you, it's the friendship ending. Basically, it was a really it was a really cool mission. Had a really great epilogue. It had some hope. Um, you know, not a crazy amount of hope because again, your character is dying, and that's been established. But it mm-hmm. had like the most friendly ending and again i should have seen it coming because the other choices are basically like side with the corpos which never works out in cyberpunk or side with um johnny and and his gang from the afterlife uh the other the other sort of mercenaries and and again this is all sort of telegraphed as you're going through the game it's very clear like who you what your choices are basically Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh and they and they they telegraph that really early on where it's they they lay they lay out your options like here you're you're dying here are your options here are where you can here's where you can go some of these seem a little far-fetched but you never know and <laughs> um yeah i just i really felt like that game really uh its strength is in its in its world and its characters and the quests surrounding those two elements but once you i never really found like the overarching the overarching narrative was really cool but like I was kind of hoping they would have a I I get I don't know like a happier ending and again I'm probably just asking for something that doesn't exist in the genre cuz I've never <laughs> known cyberpunk to be very pleasant or happy so mm-hmm. maybe people can correct me maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm maybe I'm just Maybe you
0: just didn't get it
1: <laughs> Maybe I didn't get it I I know there are people who have finished it out there and again I hope I haven't I haven't spoiled it for folks I think I kept it pretty
0: you kept it pretty vague. It yeah. sounds like there's some pretty uh, defined factions throughout the mm-hmm. game. And in the end, you got to choose a side and that's pretty standard for yeah. a lot of games. So it doesn't sound like it's too, I don't think it was too spoilery. I think you're fine. Yeah.
1: But the endings are very, are varied in terms of gameplay, which is something I've not really experienced in an RPG where be- based on your choice, you are getting a different, th- ver- different variation on a, on an hour and a half mission and a different epilogue altogether, which can range mm-hmm. from what I felt was like thirty to thirty minutes to an hour, which to me is like a crazy amount of content, like if you're building endings that's that's pretty crazy, so I gotta applaud them there. It's just only one of them really resonated with me, but I'm glad I did them all to experience them as opposed to watching like a four hour youtube video <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah, I mean, I'm done with it for now. We'll see what c d project red does as they as they support the game um, I feel like most of my further experience will be on the pc um see what they add in terms of free free dlc and stuff maybe i can change my hair we'll see how that goes so looking forward to
0: it <laughs> hopefully you can actually like see your character when you change your hair so that it actually matters
1: <laughs> my character would be bald on occasion um and uh, that always freaked me out so uh hopefully they can fix that <laughs>
0: Well, uh, if you guys do enjoy the show, if you like uh, everything that we've been doing here on The Gamers Inn, you can support us by heading on over to patreon.com slash Uh, We are currently looking for our February patron, if you guys are interested in supporting the show. Again, that is at patreon.com slash thegamersinn. And that brings us to the news portion. And uh, we're going to talk. Okay, I should say, we we're going to try we're going to talk <laughs> we're going to talk about gamestop we're going to try we are right off the bat i'm going to say we are not stock professionals we no. do not um understand i'm going to do my best to explain it to like the absolute layman from an absolute layman <laughs> like it's 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 very 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 basic um but basically what happened last week is uh game stock went bonker bananas and i learned a couple of things and this is kind of why i wanted to talk about it because um i don't necessarily understand money nearly as well as i should and i think that that's probably the case for for quite a lot of people and i learned that apparently the stock market doesn't actually have any ties to uh, anything like uh, of what the company is doing. I always thought that it had to do with like budgets and like how much profit companies are making, but it turns out it's a big giant popularity contest. And again, I am oversimplifying a lot of things in this conversation guys. So please don't rip me apart too bad, but it's very much, it seems at least to be kind of like a popularity contest. It's basically like whatever investors. Think a company, whenever they think a company is doing well, then they invest in it, the stock price goes up. If they think that a company is doing poorly, then they take their money out and then the stock price goes down. Again, very high level, very overarching, like not nitty gritty. I know there's a lot of different things that the the market is a thing, right? But on the surface, uh, so there was this thing called shorting a stock. That basically had a whole bunch of investors uh, betting that a lot of these companies would go bankrupt or at least would have stock prices that would fall even further than where they had already. And one of those companies was GameStop. So Reddit users basically just said, "Um, we don't like this anymore. What if we all just bought GameStop, which made the price go way way up like hundreds of dollars higher than it was when and it was like uh, people were buying it 20 and 30 dollars a couple weeks ago and the stock price went up Um, i think it broke 400 so like it was just crazy banana stuff going on last week a lot of people made a lot of money a lot of people lost a lot of money And basically everyone went nuts because they were like, um, this is how it works. And Reddit was like, yeah, yeah, it is. When we all get together and tear shit down, this is how it works. So, uh, yeah, I, I learned that the stock market isn't actually tied to, um, companies the way that I thought it was. And also that just anybody can be an investor. I always thought that was a thing rich people did, (laughs) which was kind of mind blowing for me too, that like, just As somebody who's got 10 bucks, I can go and invest in the stock market. So I thought it was worth talking about because I just kind of wanted to point that out to you guys. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I'm not telling you what stocks to put it in, although I would say probably stay away from GameStop because it's come way back down, probably won't go up again. Things have been really, really crazy. But, um, yeah, basically look into it because i didn't realize how much i could be making my money work for me without like a middleman i guess like you still kind of have to have a middleman because you have to like go through somebody to buy a stock but like i thought i had to have like my own investment banker and have like thousands of dollars in stocks and like give it to somebody else and have them do everything because as a private citizen i didn't have like the right to be in the stock market turns out that's not the way it works and that just blew my freaking mind (laughs) so i think there were some really interesting lessons learned from this whole gamestop thing i have not explained it all that well but i hope you guys look into it a little bit more i've been watching a guy on twitch actually quite a lot who streams like from the open of market until the end of market every single day he's literally the stock guy That's what his Twitch is. Apparently he had an audience of maybe like 1500 to 2000. That has gone up to about 50,000. It's gone back down over the last couple of days that I've been watching, but he's still averaging probably around like 30,000 viewers. And he does a really good job of like being entertaining and interacting with the chat and talking a lot about like why things happen, explaining money um, and all the rest of it. So I think uh, if you guys have any interest in this, do uh go and check out his twitch channel again it's just the stock guy on twitch and uh and maybe inform yourselves a little bit more he is u.s based so a lot of the stuff that he talks about um is is very much from a u.s perspective but um yeah definitely worth
1: mm-hmm. and you I mean if you want to wait there uh, i think netflix is making a movie about it so oh, <laughs> i'm not okay, joking is that
0: like a serious thing like they're actually doing that
1: yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Netflix, MGM uh, raced to pronounce projects about GameStop saga. So, like, oh, my it's, God. It's, uh, I mean, none of you guys have seen The Big Short. I mean, again, I've seen it, and I still don't really understand I, it. I was going to
0: say, I've definitely seen it, but I can't tell you what it was about, really. Or, like, well, I can tell you what it was about, but I can't tell you, like, how it all worked.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> but this specific scenario with GameStop, I think, as someone who, you know... um understands that the stock market exists and 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 not much more than that it's just never been my cup of tea yeah Uh, but i i think the the really interesting part here is that it seems like um an internet uh, a reddit group has banded together to sort of stick it to these um these hedge fund folks that are Preying on uh, companies that are not doing well, especially in a pandemic, betting on a company failing so that they can make money and then thousands of people can be out of a job looking at both GameStop and AMC. And then what's it
0: very much has like a David versus Goliath like feel to it for sure. Mm -hmm. And there there is a whole like the everyman taking on Wall Street billionaires. It's it's got vibes of the whole Occupy Wall Street. But except for this time, Instead of standing outside of their high-rises yelling at them with signs, we took their money. And yep. that apparently pissed them off.
1: But legally, <laughs> so they like, finally they didn't noticed. Steal it. Yeah,
0: legally, we took their money, and they were real mad about it. And, and so
1: <laughs> it's kind of, it's interesting from the aspect of, like, going forward a little bit. After um, a couple of hedge funds basically said, like, well, I guess we're out. And they're, they're out billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, even though the stock market is maybe separate from the actual value on paper of a company, maybe Um, these companies (laughs) were still, and again, I know there are people and even in discord that were discussing this topic that know way more and, and they're going to offer us some, some tidbits, but um, it's really interesting to see that both uh, at least AMC have seen the stories about AMC Mm -hmm. using this scenario to basically pay off debt and a company that was going to declare bankruptcy for the second time in a year is is now fine and they're going it's to be solvent. around for yeah decades. exactly
0: because and, uh yeah. yeah they were able to kind of like pay off their debt with their high stock prices in a roundabout way again very surface level like sure. don't quote me but like basically <laughs> yeah with the the creditors basically own stock and then we're like oh hey if we cash this in that actually pays your debt cool cool so like you know like you say they were able to pay off like more than half a billion dollars of debt And put themselves in a much better financial position so that we'll probably still have AMC theaters when all of this is over. Um, So, yeah, this is uh, I I mean, it's it's a crazy, crazy, crazy scenario. I very highly recommend uh, taking a closer look at it if you haven't already. I know some of you are probably sick of it, but if nothing else, I hope you guys come out of this the same way that I did. Which is basically um, questioning your own personal finances and what you may or may not be able to do to kind of um, make your money work for you, basically. And what the best, safest way it is for you to do that, um, like within your own personal situation. But uh, yeah, I was just I was shocked that, you know, like the everyman can get into the stock market. Who knew? Not me so yeah <laughs> but uh we have another a uh, couple more actual like game related stories to talk about <laughs> not just crazy finance shit that we don't know anything about really um but what we do know about is new games and there's a tomb raider game that has been confirmed which is pretty cool because i really like the tomb raider games
1: <laughs> yeah this is uh so i don't know if you knew this but tomb raider is celebrating 25 years uh this year i did not know that <laughs> yeah and i mean there's a Man, couple of milestones okay
0: can we just i i have to do an aside here okay um do you feel as old as i feel because i feel like there are so many many things like games and companies and stuff like blizzard's like hey it's my 30th anniversary and mario's like hey i'm 35 and like now tomb raider's like yo i'm 25 and it's just like oh my god why are you all so old now i feel super old <laughs> i
1: think um the first experience i had with that was 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 this year with pokemon um because uh, tomb raider was not something i i got into until later on in in life pretty much when crystal dynamics took over that's when i really started to pay attention to it um but pokemon was like oh we're celebrating i think it's it's 25 years as well is it not i'm trying to remember if it was I, I think yeah
0: i don't know it's a lot it's, it's more it's than a, you would think
1: it's, yeah <laughs> it's a lot yeah so i think that was the one where i'm like oh okay i'm 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 getting up there in, in age uh, alongside these other franchises but mario's like that was before again technically the inception of mario and what they're counting as the beginning is before my time zelda uh sort of not not necessarily the same thing i think zelda's like 30 this year i think it's a big I milestone I think so. For
0: I feel like it's a milestone for them. Too. I feel like everybody, for whatever reason, is just having a milestone year this year.
1: Sure. Why not? Hey, <laughs> now is the year. Now that Mario's out of the way, everyone else can get their slice of the cake, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but no, this is uh, it's an interesting year. They've confirmed that basically Netflix is going to be working on an anime series that's going to bridge the gap between the reboot trilogy and all the other games because there is okay. a bit of a, a gap. I guess they all exist in the same timeline, so they're going to connect them. And then they've basically said, we can't show you, but we are confirming we're working on the next Tomb Raider game, and it's going to take place after all of the games, including the original core design games that came out in the 90s and early 2000s. So they're going to be continuing that narrative in the Crystal Dynamics sort of style. So that's kind of exciting. Like You get a, a fully seasoned, seasoned Tomb Raider, and maybe even you know a Tomb Raider that's maybe uh, representative of, of how long the franchise has been around. Maybe an older, more grizzled uh Tomb Raider. Maybe not so far <laughs> as Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones and, and whatever, the Crystal Skull, but somewhere <laughs> like a like a more I don't know. I don't know what what maybe more adult Tomb Raider in a way that uh <laughs> Well, we don't want that. But you Tomb know what? Ra- I mean. Yeah,
0: I was like careful. Mature. I mean, you're getting into uh yeah, you're getting into some Reddit you know what territory I mean. none there. None some fan arty stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we just uh yeah. Just uh, a more grown up Tomb Raider. I don't know. She seemed pretty grown <laughs> up, but she's got her shit together, man. You know what I'm talking about. Um so yeah, look forward to that in probably a few years, I guess. They're not it's not targeting this year. It's uh they're just sort of ramping up development, it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I mean, I'm stoked that they're that they're doing it. It should be uh, should be a lot of fun. So Uh, and there was another. Well, I guess not exactly a, a new game, but we got more information about something I know both Ryan and I are super stoked about. Um, and that is the, uh, the new Mass Effect franchise. Well, not new Mass Effect franchise, the, the remastering of the old one. And I say, okay, so I say new because <laughs> they do seem to be doing more than just, um, the whole kind of remastering, I guess. Like they did a, a whole new UI thing, they've got a new, um, like uh, the controls and stuff like they're they really are doing more than I think I expected them to I guess I don't know I was I was surprised by the announcement like when they showed the side by side it was pretty crazy
1: yeah yeah they're they're, as we hope they would do they're taking they're taking more of a a look at Mass Effect 1 modernizing it which is what we had asked for uh and and just the original like the graphics that they've kind of looked at like Mass Effect 1 is going to see the see the most improvement but they are really bringing those improvements across the board you know 60 frames per second on xbox one x ps4 pro and the next generation consoles 4k hdr like that's kind of you know the bare bones of what you're looking for but then they're also going to support high refresh rate and ultra wide on pc which is uh again what you know hardcore pc gamers are going to be looking for as well mm-hmm. in terms of a, a remake or a remaster of an uh, of an older game but also all the dlc outside of a couple yeah, of missions and they
0: said there was what is it 40 packs or something yeah 40 dlc packs
1: which makes sense across all three games i think you know mass effect 2 had tons of dlc and so did well three. yeah because
0: they're they're counting um all of the the little bits too right so all of those like um extra armor packs and and all that kind of stuff like that was just mm-hmm. um an armor and a couple weapons or something like all of that stuff together counts. So. I mean not to not to discount that as yeah, but it's not like they're not It's not all um, campaign stuff. Yeah, it's not campaign, it's not story stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: uh it looks like a solid package. Um, I think I have to wait I have to wait until it comes out before I I I'm not pre ordering it because again I've it seems very likely that this is okay. going to be a solid deal. So, so
0: the other thing that they announced is that they're doing it in four K, which very much made me think that I wanna get it if they're gonna make it on the Series X. I really want it on the Series X. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah
1: i mean and, which,
0: i i mean it's a, it's an old um yeah it's an old uh game so maybe i shouldn't but at the same time i'm like but i really just want to like see all the new stuff because i didn't even realize like how much they were going to do i guess um with the like looking at them side by side they don't even look like the same game because in the announcement post they've got like a one of those videos, you know, where you can grab the thing in the middle and like pull it across either way and it just like seamlessly shows you the two videos. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, the little yeah, sliders. So they, like, clean, yeah, that little slider thing. thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, so yeah, they have one of those little sliders and it it shows you um the the new game versus the old game and it doesn't even I couldn't even tell in some cases that it was like the same area because like there's so many um like, I don't know, like, not ground effects, but like fog and stuff. And like, they're just, there's so many like additions. They've like updated all the, the, Um, like the buildings and stuff. So it's not even like it doesn't even look like the same game, Ryan. And I'm so excited. And I'm trying not to be because it's EA and it's Mass Effect, and they burned me so many times, but also it's Mass Effect, and I want it. I want it on my next gen. Oh, I'm such a sucker. I'm such a sucker.
1: (laughs) I I think they've they've shown their cards in a way that very much looks like this is going to be the real deal. And uh it's forward compatible with next-gen consoles, so if you buy an xbox one version you have it for series x same thing with the ps5 it looks like they're just going to offer sort of a patch um or, or a next gen upgrade uh in that aspect so yeah like i um mass effect one is the farthest removed for me so i can totally see myself playing i would love to play that one again because i i really liked mass effect one even though it had its issues with control but I want to see what they've done here. You've got a unified um character creator so you create mm-hmm. Shepherd once and it takes you through the three games. And it would be really Yeah, which which cool it did
0: have it. um you could do the thing where you like told the game like what your choices were and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um like at the start of every new game, but this is basically just it's it's going to seamlessly do that kind of for you without you having to do anything. It's like you just take your Shepard from the previous one and you continue on, which is really
1: cool. So Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I just—it's coming out uh, May 14th, I believe, is what they've yes. they've dated yeah. it now. So, so
0: yeah, that was the other big announcement is that uh, we've actually got a release date for it now. So,
1: yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, and I <laughs> I think if if it goes well and it comes out and it's well received, I I think that can that is fine if everybody raises their hopes for Mass Effect. What is Mass Effect for, essentially? So. Um, you have the gamers <laughs> in permission to do that because I, I yeah, feel like it's connected. Yeah, everyone can get excited
0: way. now. <laughs> yeah,
1: a little bit more excited. Like, let's not turn the dial to eleven here, but like, just you know, get a little. Well, I bit mean, more like
0: excited. Mass Effect Three, I guess, was um, right around the time that we started this show. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, we started the show in like November, and I moved to Halifax, like in june i think and i remember playing mass effect 3 in my in my old ontario apartment so that would have been right in that window <laughs>
1: yeah, i remember so, yeah. uh, i remember trying to finish that game before we were scheduled to do our spoiler cast and i was literally yeah. playing right up until we recorded it was like no you better finish it or i'm gonna spoil it because that was like
0: <laughs> yeah that was the ending I was a jerk
1: well no just it was like the ending was had you so heated and of course it did because it, it really yeah
0: because it yeah because it did it upset
1: a lot of people and um yeah i remember that specifically and i remember that year just basically being Mass Effect because they, yeah. the, like they fixed the fixed ending. It was like Skyrim right
0: into yeah, they did mm-hmm. fix the ending. It was like Skyrim right into uh right into Mass Effect. So
1: Yeah. Busy yeah. year. Very busy year.
0: Um so also uh, did you want to touch on this Google Stadia stuff or uh I mean did,
1: did... like uh, the, the worst thing about what happened with with Google Stadia is that Google has shut down all their internal studios. Um, which is is effectively the news here. Stadia is still around, but they had uh, a bunch of studios that they picked up, some of which they've purchased within the last year that they're now shuttering um, and essentially changing their business focus to look at the technology as opposed to developing first-party games, but essentially putting 150 people uh, out of work. Now, they say they can try to find jobs at Google, but you know, game developers probably want to develop games, and if Google's no longer doing that it's a job they they probably have a google job they can go do, but at the end of the day yeah for creatives that's not necessarily something that they might be looking at so this yeah. is just it's really shitty news and then like it's basically what everyone predicted that google would come in guns blazing with their youtube money and search money and then not not really land which of course they didn't because video games it's like very hard to <laughs> to crack that nut and um yeah, they're throwing in the towel in kind of the worst way in that they're focusing on the technology, which for the most part has been pretty solid and um, throwing the creative aside and more focusing on on uh, third parties. So it's just it's um it's really it's it's really shitty. Like and, and again, probably doesn't make anyone want to sort of focus in on what Google Stadia is is doing. And there was a right, bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of other stuff and like this isn't even like the worst story that came out, you know, this week that we didn't put in the notes, but Amazon also has like a really damning report out there from um Jason Schreier and stuff. So like there's just it's just a really it's a really shitty time to be a, a business that comes in thinking money is gonna solve all these issues and clearly it's not. Like you need to you need to have more more than just piles of money to throw around. And, yeah. Just sucks. People are out of work only because Google is unable to stick with a thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which was always the problem with Stadia, and what a lot of people were super worried about was that Google was going to get bored with it and Mm -hmm. then just decide that they didn't want to do it anymore. And that kind of like, I know that's not exactly what happened. Like, it's a gross simplification, obviously, but it kind of like, it feels like all those people who said they never stick with anything we're right which is like the worst
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean i feel i really feel bad for those companies that signed the deal with with google to get purchased yeah it's just um yeah the fact that they can just shut them down is, is kind of one of these weird things where like you think the contract would at least keep us alive for more than a year it's just yeah it's very unfortunate and I, I know one of the one of the studios that got shut down um was out of Montreal and, and they literally the day they heard the news was the day their game was launching on Stadia. Oh
0: so it was like, man, brutal.
1: Yeah, it's just not great. And again, does not does not inspire confidence to to work or um at least support. Uh, this 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 specific platform like yeah gmail's great google drive is great we use their products on stuff but um i guess they just couldn't they couldn't find a way to make money on all the money they put into these into these studios which is very unfortunate
0: yeah so i mean maybe we should have started with that so we could have gushed about mass effect and ended on a high note but uh that's gonna do it for us this week (laughs) on the gamers in guys thank you guys so much for listening uh if you would like to join the conversation when we're not on when you're not listening to the show you can do so by heading on over to our discord which is bit.ly slash tgi discord um you can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me Jocelyn at JossPlays and Ryan is at R Murphy. Uh, and don't forget to follow the show at the Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at the Gamers Inn. And remember guys, tune in next week. Bye everybody.
1: Bye everyone.